TheOAMNetwork.com For the love of God. For the love of God. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sean Mosley, and I am so excited to bring you this episode with Stephanie Reyes, Youth Services and Volunteer Manager for the Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center, which we found out is her dream job, which is awesome. Uh, She just started this past Saturday, November 14th, um, Youth Count Memphis 2015. to count the number of homeless or youth that need help in the Memphis area. Uh, if you know anyone who's 25 and under and homeless, please connect them with Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center or Stephanie Reyes. Uh, her email address at the Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center is sreyes at mglcc.org. That's S-R-E-Y-E-S at M-G-L-C-C dot O-R-G. Uh, Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center is a great place. They have a lot of uh, things to offer. Uh, they do uh, free HIV testing. Um, a lot of different things they offer. They even have a, a, a comedy night, which is great. Uh, you can go to their website, mglcc.org, and find out how you can connect with them. Uh, if you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, or donate and volunteer, whichever you would like to do, I'm sure they are more than willing to let you do. Uh, it's a great place. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to uh, do this interview. It gave me some great insights. I thought um, um, some different ways about what the Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center would be about. Uh, and when I went there to visit and to do this interview, I found that there was so much more. But the the reason why I wanted to do this interview and to interview uh, Stephanie Reyes is because she works with uh, the youth. And I wanted to find out if religion had any effect on the homelessness of uh, gay and lesbian teens and, and LGBT teens and whether it had any effect on the suicide rate of LGBT teens because we as adults we are already steadfast in our belief in in religion and we pretty much already know what's right and what's wrong and it's hard to change our minds but sometimes when you're in that teenage years um, you have some choices to make and for someone who is LGBT and they're hearing from all different angles 
maybe from religious angles, maybe from what their parents believe that there are that what they feel within themselves is wrong. Uh, it, it may be hard to reconcile those two beliefs within yourself. It may lead to some disastrous results. And we find out different questions. We find out about Stephanie uh, and it's just a great episode. I, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you leave some comments on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hopefully you can find us on our website, on the OM Network website. Leave us some some likes, some loves, whichever way you want to do it. We greatly appreciate it. Enjoy this episode. For the Love of God podcast, we're here today and we're going to interview Stephanie Reyes, youth manager at Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center. Great place to be. I'm here and from what I've seen, looks like a great place. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for allowing me to interview you. No problem. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. A little nervous. <laughs> uh, let's start with where are you from? Um, I am from New York City, born and raised in Queens, New York. Uh, went to school, college and grad school in Connecticut, Sacred Heart University. I moved to Memphis two years ago. How'd you How'd you get to Memphis? How'd you find your way to Memphis? Um, I was in a relationship. So after grad school, I needed to move somewhere. So I figured I'd move closer to my girlfriend, who was in a PhD program down here. Um, and so I did. She's still here? Nope. She's moved on. We've both moved on. <laughs> so you moved on from one love and found your love for Memphis and stayed. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> I what, do. I love what do Memphis. you like about Memphis? Um, I love about Memphis. I... Love so many things about Memphis. Um, I think it's a city where if you take the time to um, look for things and and um, get to know it, then there's stuff to do every weekend. Um, there's always festivals and live music and food. There's always food. It's delicious. Um, it's just a, it's a great city, and I think that a lot of people have a lot of love for Memphis. It shows when the Grizzlies are playing or the Tigers are playing or – yeah, barbecue festival, Cooper Young festival, all that stuff. It's just a good place to be, I think. Real big question. I'm going to put you on the spot. If the Grizzlies are playing the yeah. Knicks or the Nets, who are you rooting for? Uh, I'm actually a Grizzlies fan. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched basketball until I moved to Memphis, so I feel like I should jump on the, the Grizzlies uh Bandwagon. I also have like seven Grizzlies t-shirt because my best friend buys them for me all the time because he feels like I need to be a, a true Memphian. And that's the only way to do it, I think. <laughs> wearing Grizzlies t-shirts? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I have a couple myself. Um. So besides basketball and, and finding food and festivals, what, anything else you do for fun? You got any hobbies? Um, I hang out with my dog a lot. Got good good parks to go to dog parks. Um, go to a lot of movies. Um, I've developed a pretty good friend group here, so they're always getting to something. We just went to a, an escape room a few weeks ago, or um, 
We've gone to... Is that like a haunted house? Uh, you get locked in a room for an hour and you have to figure out how to get out with puzzles and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fun. Um, we're always doing random things. So that didn't answer your question at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was great to be. Um, do you... Do, do you now or have you ever had any affiliations with a religious group or, or organization? I don't really have one at the moment. Um, I grew up Catholic. I baptized, made my communion, confirmation, Catholic high school, Catholic college, Catholic grad school. Um, and uh, when I actually moved to Memphis, I joined a Methodist church for a little bit because my girlfriend at the time was going regularly mm-hmm. um and i really enjoyed it but uh i don't know i still feel a little disconnected from religion for the past few years or so i think since i kind of uh figured out who i was uh-huh. and discovered my own um sexuality my lgbt side so is it how tough is it to grow up in like a religion that's that says that like the way that that you feel or your sexuality the way that you are that it's that it that they say that it's it's wrong i'm not saying that all catholics say that but um i think that so i didn't come out until my sophomore year of college so I was about 21. Um, so growing up, like in high school, when I was actively volunteering and um, as a Eucharistic minister, um, and then when I started college, it wasn't really an issue because um, I didn't know. I didn't realize that I was a lesbian. <laughs> um, okay. I thought it was totally normal. Everyone likes girls, right? It's totally normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, once I kind of realized what the deal was and I came out, um, I started feeling a little bit differently in in church um, Mm -hmm. because I felt like now all of a sudden there was something about me that was going to uh, send me to hell or or, um, prevent me from going to heaven, I guess, Um, no matter how hard I worked my whole life to be a good person and I'd been volunteering since I was in fourth grade um, and helping people and, and trying to give back in as many ways as I can but now there's something about me that no matter how hard I worked um, to live a good life like I can't change that um, because you can't you can't change um, being gay so it kind of made me feel like well how am I supposed to what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> you know, like, what's the what's the point? Like, why should I be a good person um, if it doesn't matter anyway? Like, if no matter, nothing I can do can change this. So, um, I don't know. So, it kind of made me not want to be a part of that because, I don't know. It made me question a lot about myself. And So, it, it, uh, it changed your view about religion but what what about do you still like believe in god do you still love god or 
or is it or or have you just switched to be like agnostic or no um i think i've always believed in god i think um people interpret things as they want to interpret things like you take the bible and that's just one part of it mm-hmm. that one part about being gay is just one little thing in there you know what about all the other things like right. adultery and all these things people choose to look the other way for those things so why is this such an intense thing um so i think as i got a little bit older and uh was able to kind of separate like god from the way I organized religion kind of uh puts that pressure on to uh Puts that pressure on to to make it seem like if you are a lesbian or gay, then you know you're not. That basically, God hates you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but it's it's I think it's interesting too because during that time, like I had a lot of really, um, religious Catholics in my life who were really wonderful and supportive, and mm-hmm. I was out the whole time, like. Immediately when I realized I came out and um, everybody knew and nobody treated me any differently. And that was just my personal experience. Obviously, everyone experiences mm-hmm. different things. But um, I think that's – it was really confusing because my religion was saying one thing. People were, were treating me with respect and, and love. But then, like, I was having this internal struggle of just being confused all, <laughs> all the time. Um, because I still believed in God and I don't know. I totally understand. (laughs) I feel like that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Totally makes sense. Let's go to a lighter note. Okay. (laughs) So you're the youth manager here at uh, Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center. Yes. What, what, what does that entail? Um, I am the youth services manager, um, so I have two uh, two main roles. So one is reaching kids where they are working with the school system and the libraries and doing anti-bullying workshops and uh, helping to start GSAs in high schools. And um, GSAs are gay-straight alliances, which okay. is like a, an LGBT club or a diversity club at your school to kind of give students a safe space within their school to be themselves or talk about things. Um and the other side of my job is working with homeless LGBT youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got uh, youth emergency services, which is like a food pantry, clothes closet, um, uh, hygiene kits, um, a little bit of case management. Um, and uh, we've got a few other programs that focus on the uh, homeless youth population, which the, the age that I work with is 18 to 25 year olds. Um so those are kind of the two main things that I do here. Okay. How how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been here about a year and a half. Is this like your dream job? Yeah. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, you, did you pick this position or was it like, hey, Stephanie, <clears throat> you're cool. <laughs> you're young. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, I moved to Memphis without a job. I was just kind of winging it. So Leap of faith? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so after grad school, I was selling car wax at a gas station for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, 
Then I got a job at Starbucks. And then a friend told me about this position. Um, and I was super excited because I knew I wanted to work for a nonprofit. Um, and this was working with youth, which is kind of what my background is in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, I don't know, worked out, I guess. Here I am. <laughs> what, what was the high point for you working here? Um, high point. Uh, there's been a lot of really great moments here. Um, I work with homeless youth. So when, um, one of our young adults gets, um, I don't know, all the steps fall into place for them and they get where they want to be. That's a great moment. Uh, the marriage equality ruling in June was a pretty awesome moment too. Just kind of like being a part of the center and being here, we had a big rally. That was a cool day. Um, uh, I don't know. There's lots of moments. Um, there's some great times I've had with my youth group. I run a 13 to 17 year old youth group here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had some cool things happen there too. I don't know. It's hard to pick one. Any, were there any low points? Were there any, like, there was a kid you really wanted to help and it kind of got away? Um, yeah, there have been, there have been some of those. Um, uh, I think it's, it's always hard when like, uh, we've had, uh, a few trans people get killed, Hmm. um, or, um, some like discrimination cases that have come up or like a youth will come to me and say they're being bullied in their school or discriminated against. Um, so that's always hard or like a, a kid whose family isn't accepting and like having to have that conversation with them about what they should do, like. I wouldn't call it a low point, but just more of a difficult yeah. point. Um, because it's it's hard trying to make them understand that it will be okay when at that moment it doesn't seem like it's gonna be okay. Do you do you help with that? Do you do you like help a kid? They say I wanna tell my parents that this is that um LGBT do you like go with them or Um I haven't gone with anyone. Mm-hmm. I've had like a a pre-meeting uh, conference with them. <laughs> uh, just kind of talk them through mm-hmm. like um, how it might go or, or let them talk through like what they think will happen and, and I don't know, supported them before and after. So, but I haven't actually sat in with someone when they talk to their parents. You have to give them, this is the worst that could happen. You prepare them for that? Sometimes. If that's what they think is going to happen. Oh. Uh-huh. That's got to be tough, especially at such a young age to, to be prepared to say, oh, this this may go terrible. I I personally, I couldn't imagine that, but I, I appreciate the work that you're doing. Somebody needs to do that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um <coughs> Memphis itself is seems like a pretty uh, accepting city, in my opinion. But at the same time, it's still in the Bible Belt. I don't. I'm pretty sure that it's no Queens, New York. There's no <laughs> San Francisco. There's like Queens, New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how do you how do you feel like Memphis is or the South is as far as accepting LGBT? 
Um, so we are the only community center of our size for 200 miles in every direction. Um, so we get a lot of, we get a lot of youth from areas outside of the Midtown area. So we're located in Cooper Young, Midtown, Mm -hmm. Memphis. Um, so I think it really varies. Um, but I think the further, um, into rural areas that you get, the more difficult it is for kids because they don't have the resources. Um, like you can't just walk down the block if you're living in Cooper Young and come to the community center. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, I've ex- had experience with youth whose families are really supportive. I've had experiences with youth whose families are definitely, definitely not. Um, and uh, I think it's different for everyone. Um, but there are a lot more faith-based organizations in Memphis. Um, so some things like um, homeless shelters, a lot of them are faith-based organizations. So they're not the, they generally are not the safest place for our LGBT um, community. Uh, so that's like an issue if, um, let's say an 18 year old does get kicked out of their house um, mm-hmm. because of things like that. Um, and they have to go to a shelter if they're trans, like it's really, really difficult yeah. um, to find a shelter that will take them and it will be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if they're gay. Um, so like, I think it's, it's difficult because of a lot of situations. Um, also, I was reading an article of Rolling Stone a few months ago about how um, there's been some teens um, who will see like a lot more uh, celebrities coming out yeah. And so they're thinking, oh, that's totally cool. Like, mm-hmm. look at these people who are out and living their life. And then they're in, like, rural Mississippi, and their parents are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, this is not okay. And so, like, they're thinking that it's okay to come out because of all these celebrities and things, which is really wonderful that they feel like they're able to be themselves. But whereas people, uh, youth used to come out during college age or uh, – times when they weren't necessarily as financially dependent on their parents. Now they might be coming out a little bit earlier, whereas they are more financially dependent on the parents. So, I mean, it's hard because you see all these people in the media and you want to be like them and you want to be yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm gay too. This is awesome. And then you find You find out the situations at home might not necessarily match up with the celebrity uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like you want those people to come out to be role models, you know, to make kids, even if they don't come out, but make them understand that it's okay to be themselves and uh, be okay with who they are inside. So is uh, the community center, is it also a place where uh, LGBT youth or anybody who may be homeless and, and can't go to a regular shelter do you guys have something for that or? Um, we have homeless youth services. Mm-hmm. So um, like I said, the emergency services, um, but we don't actually have beds okay. at the moment. Um, and we're working on solutions to that problem, but at the moment we do not have any beds. Um, and so we're doing a few things to try and, um, help with that uh i am working on a project to do to give out a survey to all the shelters in memphis to Mm -hmm. see if they would 
be um, interested in in filling out this evaluation that will kind of tell them how LGBT friendly their shelter is. So if we do get any youth who need a place to stay, we know who's LGBT friendly and who is not. Um, and if they don't want to participate, then that's how you know. Yep. Clearly it's not a welcoming space, so we're not going to send our youth there. Um, we have a, a big referral program here. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for LGBT friendly doctors or, um, I don't know, lawyers or counselors, whatever it is, um, you can give us a call and we have a list of like vetted people who have been used by a lot of members of our community and have given them um, good reviews. Uh, and I work with 18 to 25 year old homeless youth and try and get them or struggling. They don't necessarily have to be homeless. They could just need food for a, a little bit or some clothes for interviews or um, someone to just help them navigate the process of getting social security or food stamps or things like that. Um, there's a few other projects too, but uh, I wish that we had beds at the moment yep. <laughs> so that we could say, yes, we do have this totally safe space for youth. Um, but we don't have any right now. Hey, you got to take it one step at a time. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, you, you, you say you guys are the only community center of your kind for a uh, 200-mile radius. Mm-hmm. How many people do you estimate that you actually service? A lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that people contact us, whether it's through Facebook or email or phone calls, or they actually come to events at the center. But I think that um, we get a, a pretty decent amount of pe- our. We have a big population that we serve. So um, most of our clients come from Arkansas, Memphis, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. But mm-hmm. every now and then we'll get someone from like Alabama or wow. something who just found us online and they I don't know, saw something they were interested in. So they called us or we're, we're always getting people asking for referrals for like rural Mississippi. And I'm just like, oh, um, <laughs> don't actually have anyone for there. But um, I have someone like an hour north of you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's hard sometimes because you want to be able to help all of the people that are in your radius mm-hmm. it's difficult because um, we only have four employees right now okay. um, and uh, so we try and be in as many places as possible but how do you um, how do you guys like fund all of this um, grants okay donations um, sponsors Things like that. Um, I think that's there's we get a lot of, we apply for a lot of grants, mm-hmm. donations. We got a, a lot of private donors. Um, I think I don't really run the books, <laughs> <laughs> but donations. Yes, we are always we are always taking donations. <laughs> if anyone is interested <laughs> in the uh, Memphis Gay Lesbian Community Center. <laughs> So, uh, I, one of the things I was really interested in is um, is how uh, this community center it is kind of 
it for one is community <laughs> community mm-hmm. center uh how it, it it's like a church or like a a body of of maybe believers or or something like that we all believe one thing we all love each other we take donations am <laughs> <laughs> i like far fetched in in like making that assumption um I don't know if you necessarily call it a church, but we're definitely a community. Yeah. Um, we have people that come here regularly, whether it's just a hangout and talk to us and play in the computer for a little bit, or they are running a support group for, uh, so it wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would necessarily call it a church, but I would definitely say that we are a community. Um, and we've got some people who are here regularly every day to just come in and, see if there's something to eat and just hang out and talk, go on the computer. Um, or it's someone who has come and, and run a group here for years because we've been around for 25 years. Um, so there's always new people coming in and uh, we try and welcome them as much as best as we can and hope that they will become of our, part of our community. Um, we have lots of programs and services. Uh, we've got social groups like a women's potluck, men's potluck. We've got a women's book club, a women's movie night. Um, we've got a transgender support group, an Al-Anon group that meets here. Um, we have two youth groups, one for 13 to 17-year-olds, one for 18 to 25-year-olds. Uh, we have a positive relationships workshop. Um, we've got a senior services committee that runs like afternoon movies, um, other people will do like faith and film series mm-hmm. um, and uh, pride. Miss L pride sometimes has meetings here. Uh, we have comedy night now. So it really, yeah, it's a, uh, there's actually one on October 9th. Um, but people come here for a lot of different reasons, whether it is because they just had the best experience of their life telling their parents that they were gay and it went really well, or they just, lost their partner of 30 years and they want someone to talk to who might know what that feels like, or they just move to the area and they're trying to find people that they can connect with. Um, it's a little bit of a small building, but it's a community with a lot of heart and, um, a lot of purpose. I think, um, it's a really great place to be. Um, and I'm really grateful to work here. <laughs> My question is, yep. can straight people come and hang out? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of straight allies that come here. Um, actually, our two volunteers of the year last year are both straight allies. Um, one of them is an HIV tester, and uh, one of them is really, really involved with our youth programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love our straight allies. They are wonderful people. Um, so what if I'm listening to this and I know a youth that is, um, maybe, uh, wanting to come out or thinking about coming out or whatever the case may be, is there like some advice or anything that, that you would be able to give to like anybody who may come in contact with that youth? Um, or like a youth that's having problems right now, or 
because they have come out. And is there any advice that you would give to that youth or to somebody who came into contact with them? Um, I think, well, if you're, so it's, it's difficult, I think, because mm-hmm. if, if you're like a 14 year old and you come from like a super, super religious family and they've made it very clear that this is not something they're going to be okay with. And you might be homeless if you come out. Yeah. That might be a situation where I would say, be okay with it yourself and understand who you are, mm-hmm. but maybe keep, keep, don't necessarily come out um, until you're more financially stable mm-hmm. because understanding who you are is like half the battle. Right. Um, and finding yourself homeless because of that. Um, it's a really, really difficult situation to be in. So if holding off for a few years before you do that um, means that you have a safe place to live and finish high school and, and start your life and then live out loud, then that's one thing, right? Um, if you are a teenager who thinks that your family will handle it okay and like you want to go through with it and you need someone to talk to, you can always give us a call. Um, I work at the center Monday through Friday. I'm the youth services manager and, uh, or we have youth group every, uh, Saturday from four to six for 13 to 17 year olds. It is called prism prism. Um, so that's another option. If you don't want to talk to me, which is totally fine. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you want to talk to like some other teenagers who are going through the same thing or who have gone through the same thing. Like that's a good space. I think the biggest thing is like, have at least one person that you're comfortable with talking to because then you can at least talk through things with them and, and it helps to figure out who you are. Um, so reach out to like, I don't know, your best friend or someone you can trust at least. Yeah. I, I think that's good advice because you know, you, you look in the media today and like you were saying earlier in the impression may come across like no matter what, you know stand proud and, mm-hmm. and come out and 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 from what i i understand you're saying that 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 may not always be the right choice especially yeah i mean if you can't support yourself if the option the is like come out or live on the streets i'd say hold off on coming out for a little bit yeah you know just for safety reasons yeah. it's really hard to get your life together it's really hard to focus on things other than just surviving when you're trying to get through um Every single night. Yeah. Are there any religious organizations that you feel like in the area or, I mean, you don't have to name them, but do you feel like there are many that that have come to the aid of LGBT or the community center? Yeah. um, We actually have a a pretty great support system. Um, We have a, a clergy group that meets here every Thursday Um, mm -hmm, with different representatives of different religions. And um, we have a list of people who will officiate like um, uh, marriages Mm -hmm. for our community. Um, We also have most of our food pantry food gets donated from churches. Um, So there's been a lot of churches in the area that um, are really welcoming and supportive um, and have, really helped um, our youth a lot 
That's great. Yeah. Because in my imagination, <laughs> I just imagine like churches saying kind of on your own. <laughs> uh, some but, of them. And yeah. some of them, not so much. Thankfully. The, the ones that are not so much. Do you, do you have, is there like a message that, that you want to get out to them? Like, you know, love everybody <laughs> or something. <laughs> Like to the churches that don't accept people? Yeah. I think people get lost in the big picture sometimes and forget to remember, like, even if you have differences of opinions and, and different beliefs, that you still should respect people as people. Yeah. Um, and, like, I might not believe the same thing you do, but I will always treat you with respect and just agree to disagree on things. Yeah. Um what I do with my life, as long as it's not hurting anyone, really doesn't matter to you. So you shouldn't really have an opinion on it. Um, as long as I treat you with respect, I should get the same in return. I don't know. That's just my own personal thing, though. <laughs> I think this should be everybody's personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys take donations. We do. How can someone donate? Um, you can donate uh, multi- multiple ways. Uh, you can come into the center in person, um, or you can go to our website, mglcc.org, um, and there's a button there that you can donate. Or you can text um, MGLCC2, the number 2, uh, to 71777, and that is a quick way to do it on your phone. It's called. It's a mobile donation thing. Um, or, you know, catch us at an event. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. You got you got any shout outs? Um, I'd like to thank my mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you thought that, that I should ask you or anything you just want to say? Um, <laughs> no. I don't think so. Cool. Well, I thank you for allowing me to interview you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your time. I I know that you guys are are busy around here. And keep up the good work. Thanks. You too. This has been a definitive interview with Stephanie Reyes. Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center. Thanks for listening to For the Love of God podcast. For more Follow us on Twitter at the number four, the love of God underscore. Find us on Facebook. If you have any questions or concerns, you can send those to for the love of God dot podcast at gmail.com. This podcast is a joint production with the OM Network. For more information and other great podcasts, go to the OM Network.com.